This episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast is sponsored by Saved and Depressed, a suicide survivor's journey of mental health, healing, and faith. After witnessing domestic violence and drug addiction as a child, I struggled with suicidal thoughts from the age of 12 years old into my second suicide attempt at just 24 years old, which led me to being forced into the psychiatric unit. When I reached out to my church family, they their comments pulled me away from the church and ultimately God. Even though I understood that their hearts were pure and genuine, they lacked the education on how to handle mental health challenges. In my book, I address generational trauma. I share my darkest moments, insecurities, how I work toward healing and rebuilding a relationship with God. I even offer mental health resources. And it is my hope that when you are finished reading my book, that you will begin to prioritize your mental health and realize that you can pray and see a therapist at the same time. Seeking mental health treatment does not mean that you lack faith in God. My book can be purchased on Amazon and is also available for Kindle readers. Let's get into the show. Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with the mental illness and, of course, to normalize the mental health conversation. So happy Monday and thank you for tuning in to another episode I have to send a very special thank you to every single person who came out to the Hilla City book signing and panel and a special thank you to the panelists. So that was Linda as well as Elise and Reggie. They're all mental health professionals and they took time out of their day to really have this conversation and a special shout out to Agape Family Worship Center for actually selling all of my books. So on Sunday, I had two book signings at Agape Family Worship Center, and I sold out of all my books in like less than 20 minutes, which was really great. It showed that the mental health conversation is needed in the church and that it's a conversation that people want to have. And sometimes they're afraid of having it because they fear that they may be judged or that their faith may be um, attacked. And so overall, I got great feedback and I'm really appreciative of every single person who purchased a book. And so tonight I'll be speaking on a panel with mental health professionals, legislatives, and it's hosted by the Congressional Black Caucus um, and their task force to end suicide among black children as well as Congresswoman Bonnie Watson Coleman. So I'm super excited about that. And a special thank you to Marlene Francois Madden for recommending me to share my story. So that's all that I have for now. We don't have any more announcements, but I would like to remind you all that if you have anyone that you can think of that will be a guest for that, 
If you have anyone that you think will be a great guest for the podcast, shoot me an email, Kia at FireFliesUnite.com, or you can slide in any form of DM that I have. Um, and also to continue to leave your podcast reviews on whatever platform that you listen to the podcast, especially Apple Podcasts, because that helps the podcast to, to become more visible so that more people can discover what we're doing um, on the Fireflies Unite podcast, as well as definitely your book review. So if you purchase a book for me, please don't forget to leave your review on Amazon or either Facebook or both. So on today's episode, we, I don't usually have, I usually have like some notes that I go off of, but I thought it would be interesting to um, have a different perspective and to invite some family members to talk about mental health and what my journey and transparency, how it has impacted their mental health and their views of mental health. So today I have two awesome special guests, which is my little sister, Zahaya, who's 12, and my cousin, but more like my annoying little sister, (laughs) Cheyenne. And they have been watching me from the beginning of when I started, actually, when I first had like my suicide attempt and like going into the hospital. And then when I started building a business and a brand around mental health. So... We, today, we are just really going to, like I said, we don't really have a script or anything. We just don't kind of go with the flow and see what happens. But so I will give them the opportunity to introduce themselves briefly, and then we'll have this conversation. Well, hello. My name is Cheyenne Blackman. Um, I'm 20 years young, and like Takia said, I am her cousin, but more like amazing little sister. I think that she just used the word annoying because she didn't know what else to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been with Takiya the whole four years um, through her mental health journey and it has really shaped me, my view and my family's view. Um, but we'll get into that later uh, because I was in high school when uh, I first heard about well, what she told me was going on. So from like my first to second year of high school to my first and second year of college, it really has helped me. And I've seen the conversation really begin to open with not just um, like church, like how she said, but like in colleges and through social media and just in the black community overall. So the question that I want to ask both of y'all is before my experience with like battling with depression and anxiety before that was mental health even like a thought for you or what were your views of mental health and I probably know because she was like eight (laughs) but I guess Cheyenne you can answer it like about a small psychology like aspect of like you know people who suffer with like um a mental illness but I don't feel like I've ever had the conversation like of really somebody explaining to me like how it really works and that um, really about like the the behind the scenes, like the chemical imbalances and like the real medical like aspect of it. So um, and I feel like that um, when I was younger, you know, like how everybody used to say like, oh, you had that crazy cousin that they mm-hmm. used to lock away. I feel like a lot of experience came from that, like me seeing somebody like a family member or a friend 
like that wasn't like okay and then like everybody talking about them or like mm. shutting them or pushing them to the side so um I have to say that your experience was like the first that really like taught me like the true meaning and not like a stereotypical like uh you know negative view on mental illness okay you, you want to add something high to that no yeah hi was mad young she was yeah. probably like i don't know eight yeah. yeah so um okay so i think that's common because as many people as like i interview on the podcast and i always ask them i'll be like so was mental health talked about growing up they'll be like um They'll be like, no, mental health wasn't something that was talked about. Sorry, yeah, my grandmother's interrupting us. <laughs> <laughs> With her shirt. She's trying to put on her shirt. Oh, she has. You want to make an appearance, Grandma? Mm-hmm. Hello. No, you got to <laughs> use the mic. You got to say hello. Okay, I'm going to ask my grandmother a question real quick. So what was your view of mental health before my before I went into the hospital and had my suicide attempt? Hello, this is Shirley. Um, I would say just normal people, just crazy. I just thought they was crazy when I said they was crazy, not knowing that something was really wrong with them. We just thought that they was just acting out. But mental health, I really didn't grasp onto that until Takiya was going through what she was going through. Then I started realizing that a lot of people don't say what's on their mind because of the stigma, you know, I um, I just looked at it as people just couldn't control themselves, or they just couldn't, mm. you know, be their self. They have to be a certain way around certain people. Mm-hmm. But the mental health part, that's that's deep for me because I I didn't know what Takia was going through, and after I seen what she was going through, and how long she had been going through it. You know, it was something that it was hard to grasp a little bit because when she was in the hospital, I was like one of those who said, why is she there? She don't supposed to be there. She's mm-hmm. smart. She's intelligent. You know, she got Georgetown. She got Howard. Mm-hmm. I went to graduation. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with her. Right. You know, that's the way I felt. But as her journey kept going on, then I started seeing um, other people that I say to myself, I wonder if they going through something, you know, because you never know what's on somebody's mind. You know, I go through a little bit, but not that deep. Maybe sometime I need to see somebody. You never know because it can escalate. A little thing can be nothing, but as the years of time go Mm -hmm. on, it can escalate to something more. So if anybody ever felt like that, they have something on their mind that they need to speak about. That's what they need to do. Talk about it to somebody, a best friend, somebody. Because I have Takiya's cards, and I will give out her cards. Well, if you really need to speak to somebody, I don't know. But if you call her or text her or email her, she can direct you in the right, you know, in the right place to go to. Or she can give you a little insight on what's going on. So that's my thought. I'm sorry, but I have to leave now. <laughs> oh, wait, one more question. I was going to ask you. So now so now that I've talked about my story, are you open to seeing a therapist now? Uh, I can say yes. 
I don't know what's really on my mind because my mind is like all over the place. But I would say yes. I would say yes. Because I do have some deep, deep feelings in there that can come out, you know. But yeah, I'd be open to it. Okay. Well, thank you, Grandma, for your, what you want to call it, appearance? Yes. yes. <laughs> Special appearance. Special appearance by my grandma. By me, sure. So I think. That's a huge thing because I feel like especially for people who are a little bit older, like grandma's age or like even older than grandma, those are like usually people who are like, well, I'm not going to therapy. Yeah. Like, I just I just need to pray about it and I'll be fine. But I don't know. I feel like this my journey. I feel like I feel like I just didn't go through it for myself, but for myself, I feel like I went through it for other people because now people are coming to me saying like, now, um, you know, because of you, I, I, you know, I'm going to see a therapist or can you help me find a therapist? And now, like, you know, my mom's in therapy and grandma said, like, she's open to, you know, going to therapy. And I feel like it, it often takes like that one person to like, I guess I feel like bear some of the weight for the family. And so I even though it was something that was very hard for me and I never hoped that I have to go through it that bad again. But I'm grateful for that experience because I feel like because of it, like it'll make things easier for like Haya and mm -hmm. even for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to ask you, what does mental health mean to you, Cheyenne? Mm -hmm. And then Haya can answer the question. Okay. I would say like the perfect quote-unquote mental health would be like you know like everything being balanced and you feeling like extremely um content in yourself and you know um you just feeling like you've resolved a lot of or all of um any deep-rooted issues that you have or um things that you're going through or ways that you feel that you feel like you couldn't uh, speak about it and once you've spoken about it that you know they're resolved and I feel like in today's society mental health needs to be spoken about because I feel like it's so much going on and like yes uh well not yesterday the day before yesterday uh at the event the his name is Reggie mm -hmm. yeah Reggie was speaking on um adolescent boys that go through um you know, like behavioral issues and that it stems from, you know, the household. And if we're being honest, police brutality mm -hmm. and police killings, like just the idea of that, we seem to like really normalize, but I don't think we realize how much it affects us. And even like black women, like the fact that, you know, when they have kids, when, when they have sons particularly, that they have to deal with like that, um, that like nervousness or like worry Mm -hmm. about their son, you know, going outside and, you know, maybe never coming back because he's he was either murdered or, you know, severely beaten. So I just think that um, mental health now means to me, like, a lot because the conversation has been started and it is continuing. And I'm just, like, super grateful for that because I've realized through your journey, like stuff that maybe I'm going through or like maybe like my mom is going through or somebody else. So it's like I got to really like uh, assess myself 
and like begin to open up to like a lot of different things like therapy and it opened up it for our whole family so mm -hmm. yeah well hi her 12 year old perspective yes when they're what you said when they're not in the right state of mind mm -hmm. okay so you said it's for people mental health is when someone's not in the right state of mind mm -hmm. okay so mental health is is two parts so it could be someone's in they have good like good or well mental health meaning like their mental health is doing well they're happy they're doing well but then you can have people who have poor or bad mental health and they're not doing well so for you as a 12 year old how do you take care of your mental health don't you don't you read don't you read books that's a way of helping to deal with your mental health. What are the things that you do that make you feel good? Whether it's hanging out with your friends or journaling or listening to like the water sounds before you go to bed. Like what are those things that help you when you feel sad? Like what do you do to help you feel better? I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> difficult for a 12 year old, right? I'm going to YouTube. You so you that's journal. You, right. That's the only thing you do is just go on YouTube. You don't do anything else when you upset. You don't journal. You don't journal, or you don't call to Kia. No. You call Kia one time. She called. Yeah, she called me a few times, but she don't call me a, like every time she's upset. Uh -oh. So what about okay? So then what about hanging out with your friends? Okay. Has she heard about it at school? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So have you heard about? had the conversation about mental health in school? No. So none of your teachers, nobody, or your friends, no one talks about, like, mental health? No. Well, that's problem number one. Exactly. <laughs> so the education because, system. Right, because it's like now, it's not, not only is it not discussed at home, they're not even discussing mental health in school. So should something have a uh, problem arise, like, now it makes me wonder, like, are teachers or administrators equipped to actually handle mental health challenges? Exactly. Because then you think about bullying, and then kids who get bullied, then they wind up, like, killing themselves. Exactly. So that, so then that makes me think, well, if the conversation is not being held at home and it's not being held in school, then how do kids even know exactly. what is mental health and how do they take care of their mental health? So, okay, Haya, then based on my experience, what is your, what is, based on my experience, what have you learned about mental health? And when you heard about some of the stuff that I was going through or when it started to make sense to you, what, what, what were some of the thoughts that you had? You didn't have any thoughts like, like, why, like something like, why would my sister try to hurt herself, or like, what you didn't have none of those thoughts? Okay, that makes sense. Cause you were what, like eight, right? Yeah. So, okay. So you didn't know what it was, but now that you know what it is, what have you learned about me being like so open and saying like, I've struggled with depression before, and I tried to in my life like. Now that I'm open and like I'm advocating and like putting on these events and speaking, like what is one thing, or if you can think of more, 
But if not, what's what's something that you've learned from me talking about about mental health and my story? That you need to go get a therapist and that um, it's good to open up about your feelings to somebody that you trust and know. Yeah, that's true because you never know what somebody is going through. And I'm pretty sure you probably see in school sometimes there may have been friends or maybe not friends, but you see people in school probably getting bullied. And there are kids who are like really, really young who be like eight years old into their lives. Mm -hmm. So now that you're open, so would you, so you're open, would you be open to going to a therapist? Maybe. Would you feel more comfortable if I like went and set in a session with you? first and then maybe start trying it on your own yeah okay so what do you think what do you think therapy what do you think happens in therapy you open open up about your feelings to a therapist Mm -hmm. and how do you think therapy um helps you talk about your problems and then when you go home, you probably feel better. Yeah, so that's a yeah, that's part of it. So you go to therapy, you talk about your problems, and then you feel better. The other part is that when you go to therapy, they'll help you come up with coping skills, so like healthy things. So some people, when they're really stressed out or something traumatic happened to them, it could be anything from bullying or, God forbid, somebody got raped. It could be like anything that they've gone through or maybe they're failing through school. Therapy will help you not only just get it out and have a space to talk about it, but also like, okay, how do I deal with this? Because some people don't deal with their problems in a good way. Some people drink, some people do drugs, some people just like party all the time so they don't have to like try not to deal with all their stuff. They use like unhealthy ways to deal with their with their stuff. So I think for you, Cheyenne, what has what has like my openness and like me being vulnerable like to family and like you come to like different events and stuff that I had or spoke at like what what has that like done for you when you started seeing me like open up? Um, first from like a uh, a educating uh, standpoint, like. Now I use everything that you say and I'm like very like, um, like I watch my words when I speak on certain topics and like I try to educate other people the way that you educated me. Like, so I remember like when you used to live in Clinton, can I say that? Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) When you used to live in Clinton. No, this is before that. Oh no, it was Clinton. Yeah. When you used to live in Clinton and you showed when me and my mom and your mother came down there. You showed us that video uh-huh. on like things of what to say and what not to say to somebody who's going through. I don't know if it was specifically depression. Just anybody, um, yeah, anybody who's going through um, depression. And I feel like um, I think I rewatched that video again, but I feel like that video was like the first, and then like the whole conversation was the first time that I really like understood that if somebody's going through something, even if you can't relate at the time because you know it was still new to me. Um, to still respect it and still to to be very careful how you say because it may offend people like when you say that they're crazy or oh you're not really going through nothing or like what could you possibly be going through 
So I feel like um, um, you just being transparent really like taught me so much. And now I feel like I teach others, like even with my best friend, like certain things, like I'll tell her like, oh, I don't feel like, well, even though I don't feel like she's ever said nothing, but I'm like, oh, this is something that I prefer not to say or to keep like, you know, taught me that that's not okay to say, like, you know, somebody might take it offensive. Um, and then I think that your transparency showed people who were like, that could have been ashamed of possibly, you know, going through something or having a mental illness or just not being, um, you know, like really open to it. It showed them that from your beginning to like not currently, it showed them like how effective it really is. Like, I feel like people think like therapy, like, oh, it's not going to be like, you're going to be talking to like a white man <laughs> in the chair and like he's not going to identify with you. But I feel like you just showed like how uh, what you came from and how you found such a like a good therapist, you know, after a few like mm-hmm. after a few uh, other ones. But how you found a, a a therapist that you like fell in love with. Shout out to Dr. Tucker. Right. <laughs> Dr. Tucker. Um, and how effective it is, like how I remember like. When you used to, like, get anxiety, you used to be like, okay, wait, I have to count. And then I used to be like, okay. <laughs> then you have to be quiet, you know, so that you can um, – I think it was in traffic one time. You were like, I need to breathe. <laughs> and it's like I just seen that, like, firsthand. And it was like um, that therapy and that your coping skills really, like, helped you. And it really brought, like, you know, you back down and calmed you down. So I feel like um, now – well, even in college, they had a, a, a what do they call it? A therapy? Like a therapy, yeah. yeah. No, like, it was, like, a a whole, like, building where you could, like, go. Oh, counseling with, yes, a counseling center, exactly. Um, and that was, like, my first experience, like, with a therapist. But now, like, I'm in the process of trying to figure out where to find my own, like, out here. But, um, yeah, I think your transparency just really, like, helped open up the conversation. Um educate all of us and it just helped normalize the conversation because we are no one to judge and we don't know what somebody's really going through and if they have the bravery and courage to you know speak on it like how you did that we have no choice but to respect it and understand it and you know begin not make them feel isolated or like less Mm -hmm. than yeah Mm -hmm. So now that so now that you've talked you both talked about like what how my transparency and how you view mental health now and your openness to consider therapy, what is it that you would like other people to know when it comes to mental health or any like any myths that you would like to dispel? Or, like, especially, like, I think for you, like, Shining, like, mm-hmm. your peer group. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though mental health is, it's the conversation, I feel like our, like, the younger generation, like, we're more open to mental health treatment. and yeah. But at the same time, what I feel like what can be damaging for mental health is, like, the power of social media. Because people are seeing people, and this is no shade to Meg the Stallion or Cardi yeah. B, mm-hmm. um, because I think, you know, what they've built is great for them. Mm-hmm. 
But I feel like there are people who are like you or like Hyatt who, you know, could be looking up to them and thinking like, especially people who have like self-esteem issues um, or wanting a certain lifestyle based upon what they're seeing on social media. So what would you say or what would you say that has, in terms of like social media and like your mental health, have you ever had moments of feeling like you're not where you want to be compared to somebody else, like in your age range mm-hmm. or like watching somebody else going through your timeline and seeing them do all this stuff? And you're like, dang, why can't I do that? Or what's wrong with me? Or mm-hmm. like things like that. Cause I know when like right before, like I went into the hospital and I would look on social media, like, it was, it became too much. I felt like it was making my depression and anxiety worse. Mm-hmm. So that's why now people often think I'm on social media a lot because I post a lot, but I post more than I scroll. Mm-hmm. I, I will respond if somebody like writes a comment or sends me a DM because, you know, I obviously see the notification, yeah. but it's, I scroll, but it's, I post way more. And that's as a way to like protect my mental health. So like, I'm not constantly always on it because I feel like sometimes we could just be scrolling and we're like a zombie. And I think we don't even realize like how like three hours passed and we just like scrolling, refreshing. It's like I'm like, okay, if if I'm spending three hours on social media, I could have been productive and got a whole bunch of stuff done. Mm -hmm. So I, I think going back to my question is like in terms of social media and mental health. Like, how has it impacted you and what are things you think you can do to help you when you may start having those feelings of maybe like, I don't know what feelings you may have, but Mm -hmm. but things that may come up and not make you feel so, I guess, in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that social media is like terrible, (laughs) but we're all like... So, well, I could say I'm into it. I definitely am. But um, I think that it just, social media is, I guess, for everybody to make themselves feel better. So they're going to post the good parts. You get what I'm saying? So I don't think I've ever felt like a way about... um, People having something I didn't, except if it's like a really cute purse or something like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it's like something really cute that I see, you know, like a car, I'm like, ooh. But um, I feel like because social media is so one sided, like, very, very rarely will you see a celebrity or like a, a what they call an influencer post something bad. You get what I'm saying? Unless some, a, a tabloid has like said it already. So it's like, is very like one sided, and they're gonna want you to to make you think that all this stuff is going on, or that they're really like so happy, or like they're really just enjoying life. But like at the end of the day, we don't know what else is going on. Behind so, exactly. So I feel like that's just it's not good, and I feel like especially with kids, like hi has Instagram. <laughs> like I see like eight, nine, seven, seven year olds with like that are on Instagram, and it's like. I feel like it's creating this false life for them because it definitely did it to me. Like thinking like, oh, um, first of all, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Like that's literally like all I hear little kids say. 
they just want to be a YouTuber or a vlogger or you get what I'm saying? Like, or something uh, that's attached to social media. So I think that it's just uh, a way that we can monitor it is now we have, you know, the report called screen time and it'll tell you how long every, you know, every day, how long you're on social media for. I remember one time they said six hours in one day and I'm like that is ridiculous (laughs) and no I wasn't traveling so it was like I was just home so um and after that I'm like okay well let's relax here and you know like take time from it like either I could put my phone and do not disturb so that I don't get you know notifications or like just try to limit my time on there because like you said it's like so much on there and it can be overwhelming because they may think like I've seen, I'm 20, so I've seen girls who are 20, 21 in Dubai and in Aruba and stuff like that. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, um, and that's because somebody then flew them out. And I feel like that's, it may look okay, but you never know what they're going through. And I feel like it's like other stuff, you know, going on. And it's making like people who look up to them think like that's what life's supposed to be at, like at 2021, 20, instead of, you know, like being in college or just being like a, you know, a normal person or like you know going out there and just being like either a businesswoman or a businessman like I feel like that's like the ideal like lifestyle now so like to get flued out and all this stuff like I just feel like it's very toxic and that we need to separate ourselves because at the end of the day social media is literally just social media I try to not consider it I don't even think it's like real life like but for some people they do I'm I know. And that's terrible because they like think like this is like really going. You get what I'm saying? And like everything is so flashy. Like it, it's just not real life. And social media, like comments, people take comments and likes very seriously. Like if they don't get a certain amount of likes, like now it's like the end of the world. Or if nobody comments on their picture, you get what I'm saying? Or somebody comments something negative or they feel like, oh, I don't look nice in this picture. And somebody else posted it. Like it's like it's controlling at this point, And like it really like affects people with mental health because it might mess with their self-esteem it might make them you know go into like a really like I don't know like weird space thinking that this is like all that life is Mm -hmm. pertaining to but then I also think that like when the conversation was started about mental health because like I feel like Twitter is really where you hear like Mm -hmm. mental health a lot like Instagram is more like you know the the lifestyle thing but I think Twitter is really what like started the conversation like on a social media but then I feel like now people are abusing it because when I'm on Twitter people will be like uh, it's like normalizing like um not being okay so like I'll see people post like oh it, it'll be like a meme like of a dog like wrapped up in a blanket and it's like me after not eating sleeping or something for three days and people be like lol like uh, like me too retweet like and I'm like see that's mental health yes you like if you may be depressed or you may be you may not be you may just be sad and like using the word depression or using the word depressed in the wrong aspect or like making it seem like that's like okay like no you need to go see help you know it needs to be about starting the conversation on you getting well or you going to see help um seek help or something like that so I feel like sometimes it's also taking in like a bad aspect where people are thinking like it's like cool to like 
be isolating yourself from your friends or stuff like that because that's just what I see and I'm like see no y'all are putting it in like the wrong light like y'all are taking the conversation but making it seem like this is okay like you get what I'm saying not just okay but like it's the popular thing to do like to be like depressed or to be like Mm -hmm. isolator to have anxiety like oh I get anxiety when I get in the car like you know what I'm saying like and people these people are not like obviously diagnosed or like and stuff like that so I just feel like we have to make sure that the conversation is spoken about in the right light like how you're doing and not like making it mainstream like (laughs) making it seem like it's a trend all right so yeah yeah I think going back to your point like I think that was a good point as far as like making sure I mean we do want the conversation to be mainstream but, but, not, we got, but not a trend yes like because these are people lives that we're talking exactly. about and I feel like the conversation is definitely being had with social media and you brought the point of as far as like it's rare you probably see someone posting something bad yeah like and I do Except my best. <laughs> right. I mean, most of the time, you're very transparent, right? But most of the time, like I will, like I do post a lot of good stuff. Exactly, but, but you'll also but, be like, I'm not having the best day, right? Yeah, sometimes there are moments where I'll be like, today is not my day. I mm-hmm. cried, or I need, I had to call my therapist, yeah. just because it adds, it makes it seem like I'm human. Like, first of all, nobody can be happy 365 days a year. Like that's not even possible. Exactly. So. <laughs> So, okay, and then I think for you, Haya, you're on social media now, so... Monitored by us. Right. She can't stop, she's going to block us. So, you're on social media, Haya. What what does social media, what does it mean to you as a a 12-year-old? And how does social media, um, like, impact you? So how like how does it make you feel, or what are the thoughts that come to you when you're on social media? Because you're seeing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and you're probably seeing some stuff that you probably can't even process. Some of the things that you see, where you may not know exactly what everything is. So when you're on social media, when you see certain things, how does it make you feel, and what thoughts come to your mind when you see certain things on social media? It's very weird. Yeah. Weird? So weird, like, okay, so what are some of the things that you've seen on social media? Um, have you seen, like, celebrities, like, with all this nice stuff? Yeah, with their butt hanging out. Exactly. Right. And, so and like, you... sometimes it's inappropriate. They're not wings. So when you see celebrities hanging with their literally so like what so when you see that what 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 comes to your mind what do you think it's nasty yeah okay but if they got a butt implant (laughs) (laughs) well but you gotta think some some people who may be high as age they may think like well that's That's, okay yeah and i and like i want that lifestyle exactly but after a certain amount of time of looking at stuff, you start to think that it's okay. Right. You and, know what I'm saying? And, and that stuff becomes like, it's normalized. Yeah. And then thinking like, when I grow up, you know, I want to be, I, I want to be a 
I, well, we can't say video vixen. No one but an influencer. Like, I want to be an influencer and I want to get or butt, model. Yeah. And I want to get butt implants or um, have my boobs done. So, you think that that's nasty for you. Do you have friends who will say things like, oh, that's so- like that's cute, or they want to, or like they want to be like that when they grow up, or something like that? No, no, well, right. <laughs> but I definitely have seen like kids her age like think that that's like the normal thing. They're like, oh, I feel like she said, oh, I feel like uh, is at the age where like that stuff starts to like really affect her without like her even knowing because I remember me being like 13, 14. I was on, uh, they got Cardi B. I was on Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicki Minaj was my idol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember like when I first was thinking like, Ooh, like she got her body done. Like, should I get mine done? And I was like, four, like literally I was like 13, 14. Then I remember my best friend, like, nah, we was like thinking like, you know, like, Oh, like what? What should we do? Like, should we dye our hair so we could be like Nicki Minaj? And we like, nah, we don't want to do all that. Like, I'm not Nicki Minaj. Like, I want to be myself. So it's like even like there was a time in my life where like I was like influenced by what she did or I wanted to do what she did. But then it's like I had to like, uh, I don't know, like focus in on myself and realize like I'm not her. Like, and I don't have to do things that she does. I need to do stuff that Cheyenne likes. Like. Stuff that is okay with me. But I think, like, at her age, like, it's so, like... Especially because social media is so, like, big now. Like, back then... My dog is wallowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that social media is so big. Like, everybody has it. So, it's, like... If she follows Shade Room, like, if she could follow one media outlet and, like, see everything, like, that's going on now. Or, like, see, like, every, like, celebrity, like... Um, and then like in the back, she might not like realize it now, but like, you never know, like two years, like stuff might start changing where she's like, Oh, I think, or I I want my lips. My lips are too big. Or like my note, like, you get what I'm saying? Like you just start to like self-assess yourself just off what you see every day. So it's like super dangerous. You have to watch it. Yeah, I agree. I think too, because I remember before when I used to be on social media, like, especially I feel like in my early 20s, like, yeah. I would think, like, I would see people doing all these things, whether it was traveling or people, like, getting married and having children. It makes me thinking, like, well, dang, what the heck am I doing exactly. with my life? And then I start to feel, like, like insecure or maybe not, at, or maybe not like, adequate in certain areas or, like, this person is booed up. I'm not booed up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all these things. So those would be the thoughts that, like, in my early 20s, like, I really had a hard time processing. And even technically, like, research shows that, like, technically, we're not, like, really fully developed in our brains until 21 yeah. because, like, our frontal lobe is still, like, developing. Yeah. So it made, me, it made me think about, like, how the things that I saw, how they started making me question myself or making me feel like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just think overall, I feel like this, this conversation that we're having is just, I think it's important because it gets like different perspectives from like our age Mm -hmm. of where we are and like what mental health 
you know, well, everybody who listens to the podcast knows what it means to, to me. you. <laughs> but I think it's good to get like your perspective, like, you know, yeah. in the early 20s mm-hmm. and, you know, higher at just being a preteen. Yeah. Like, what does that mean to her? Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up this interview? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Um... I think that with you sharing your story and your transparency, like, um, you know, about your journey, I feel like once somebody's educated, I feel like, like, you know how you, you know, you educated me on um, a lot of different things. I feel like it's now my duty to, like, carry it on to the next person that I come across. And I feel like um, once somebody's like informed that it doesn't stop there, like continue the conversation. Like, you know, somebody could go to like a mental health um, event and like somebody that attended one of your events and, you know, see what's going on, understand it a little better. And then from then on, they should, you know, like take it into consideration or like tell the next person like who may be like, you know, um, not just going through something, but may not know. Mm-hmm. Like I try to educate as many people around me as I can. That'll be like, cause I hear people say like all the time, like, Oh, I'm depressed. I'm like, Oh no, sweetie. No, no, no. Um, you may be like, it's not like guaranteed. You may be, but you can't be depressed because they don't have your shoe size. Like in this sandal that you want, like you can't be depressed over like something like that. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It has to step like, I feel like I just try to continue the conversation and make people feel like it's not a bad thing to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like when I went to college, the fact that they had the counseling center, I felt like was so good that like even me and like, I think it was like four or five of my friends, we all went because it's like, we all have certain things that we're going through being away from home and being out here by ourselves. So it was like, I just tried to get as many people as possible to even listen to your thing. My cousin, um, they would always be like, you always leaving and going with your cousin. I'm like, first of all, okay. My cousin's the next Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> okay? She's the Oprah Winfrey of mental health. So, and then, like, you know, they would hear me, like, listen to the podcast, or they would see me, like, post it, and be like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, well, you got to listen. I can send you the link. Like, And then I would, you know, start to say, like, you know, she's a mental health advocate, and she, you know, just normalizes the conversation on, like, mental health and her journey, and they would be, like, kind of confused, like, oh, how, what, what does it mean, like, when she's a suicide survivor? I'm like, well, that means that she's had to take her life. Not once but twice, but it didn't, you know, like happen. You know, she did. Uh, thank God she didn't lose her life. But now she's like advocating on like how her journey can help others and how, like, you know, to just make sure that people don't feel alone. You know, mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, um, I can't speak on it because you know nobody understands or stuff like that. So, yeah. Hi, you want to add any last words about 
being a part of this conversation because I feel like you're still really young. So it's still some things you are starting to understand and some things you may not understand. But is there anything else that you want to say? Or if there isn't anything you have about mental health, you can talk about what, what, how, how me, how, how having me as a big sister, like, what does that mean to you? Because then in reality, that would say how that impacts your mental health. Like, do you feel like I'm a good big sister or um, do you look up to me? Don't you don't look up to me? Like, <laughs> what are, what do are you think that based upon the things that you see me do like in person and even on social media, because you always watching my stories and stuff. So, <laughs> so what do you, what, so based on the things that you see me doing, what does that make you think about me? And what does that think make you think about yourself? Like what's possible for you, like growing up and following your dreams and things like that. Your inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. And when I like get over, maybe I'll try again to therapy. But sometimes I really don't like to open up about my things to some people that I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And so you don't, I think, but you're not the only one, you know, who don't like open up your feelings to talk about because you want to open up to somebody you trust. And that's what therapy is about. It's about building a relationship and trust with somebody that you may not know like I didn't know my therapist before going to see her but now it's almost four years so we had to build that trust um but you said that also said that I'm inspiration to you but I think what does that make you think about when you think about some of the things that you may not know exactly what you want to be when you grow up but does the things that I'm doing does it make you seem like um it's possible like like with traveling or like meeting certain people or like going after your dreams and doing the things that you want to do. Do you feel like you are um, encouraged to like follow your dream? Yes. How, how so? Um, oh, you're not sure. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think the episode we've been down is kind of going on, but I thought this conversation would be helpful. Ouch. I thought this conversation would be helpful just because it gives a different perspective based upon like where we all are, because like the things that we say shows where we are mentally. And mm-hmm. I don't even think we realize it. Mm-hmm. So like, hi, of course, she may not. Then she said only a little bit, but it also spoke to like where she is and yeah. like her age and her mm-hmm. development. But the fact that we're having this conversation just around her now at 12 years old, it's, you know, normalized for Mm -hmm. her. So I don't know, but I thought I'm excited that we had this conversation. So I want everyone to let us know what you thought about this episode. And I'm excited to hear the feedback. So thank you all so much for listening. You all have a blessed week and I will talk to you all next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod 
on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.